0: It's show 28 of the RIM Pro Report. On the show today, we'll talk to Angie Singer-Keating of Reclamere. Plus, we'll look at the most recent industry news. Spread the word on Facebook. We're about to get going. Welcome to the RIM 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 Pro Reports, the one
1: and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates. It this show is full of interesting information. Stories. Yes! Important product and service reviews. Yes! And a cast of industry characters included. Yes! <laughs> Record center operators. Shred and destruction vendors. Media and electronic vaulters. Scanners and imaging providers. Take note, this show is
0: for you.
1: Now, here's your host, Tom Adams.
0: Well, wow, it's March. Can you believe it? I can't. I, uh, time flies by, and I know I say that regularly, but I, I can't believe it's already March 2011. The Ides of March are upon us. As you might have, uh, if you listened to the show last week, you probably knew that I was uh, significantly under the weather. I think I was hopped up on... On uh, cough suppressants and flu uh, re- reactionary flu medic- medications, and uh, I-, I, I didn't even have a good good time figuring out how to manage the buttons here in the studio, and uh, I'm usually pretty adept at that but anyways i thought it would be appropriate this week to uh to let my good friend well i'm not sure he's my good friend he is a doctor and uh, uh he asked he's asked me a couple times if he can buy, come by and sit in the studio uh I, i'm going to introduce to you uh well i'll let him do it actually hello sick people
1: i'm dr gregory house you can call me greg i'm one of three doctors staffing this clinic this morning i am a board certified diagnostician with a double specialty of infectious disease and nephrology. I'm also the only doctor currently employed at this clinic who's forced to be here against his will.
0: Well, uh, Dr. House, I I have to tell you that this is not the clinic. Uh, So from that perspective, uh, you're not forced to be here against your will. And I, I think secondly... I'm concerned that you're a little bit grumpy today, and, you know, the reality is I didn't ask you to come. You asked me to come, so I think you're here under your free will. My free will. I never leave home without it. Well, that that's important, and I'm glad that you don't, but I, I'm appreciative that you're here, even in your grumpy mood and state, to support me during the show today. Well, today, as I suggested, we're going to chat with Angie Singer-Keating of Reclamere. I am really looking forward to picking up the phone and calling her today. Angie is an incredible thought leader in the data security field, and uh, I can't wait to chat with her a little later on. But before we get to that, I want to focus on the industry news this week. I love the industry news. I love what's going on. There's always something interesting happening because, as we all know, we kind of live in the... In the the really important parts of every single business, every single enterprise with document and information management. And I, and I just love this stuff. Oh God! does everything have to be about you? Well, no, it doesn't have to be about always about me, House. But this isn't about me. This is about our industry and how much I want to share it. I, I love this industry. Bye god not everything's about you and your little job and your little world well i don't think it is a little world how is it say it's a great big wonderful amazing world and there's so many cool things going on uh and i love it my goodness man you are a snarly beast and if i'm not uh if i'm you know honest you you come across as a little miserable
1: goal in life is not to eliminate miseries to keep misery
0: to the minimum well if i could ask you then to at least keep your misery to a minimum on the show we're all going to get depressed you know i I think it's important to just get over to the news and share that because i i want to keep this show going without spiraling into a pit of uh, despondency Well, I don't know if you uh, were aware of this one, and I assume you are, if uh, you've been following the bare metal uh, data uh, email list, uh, and if you've been anywhere related to the tech industry and follow any of that, but Google had a monstrous uh, loss in terms of uh, email this week. Uh, they say it's a small percentage of their total population but who turned on their email accounts only to discover there was no email no history no nothing it was the uh, initial emails you you get when you set up an account now Uh, Google has been quick and rushing to fix this with all of the important and effective people at their disposal and seemingly all of the initial ways to get that done using their high-end engineers weren't working. How's it going, Team MacGyver? Yeah, Team MacGyver apparently couldn't show up, so where did they have to go? They had to go back to tape backup and uh, rebuild the... Uh, data from the email loss from tape backup. Well, it, everyone in the industry who's in the tape backup, tape storage, tape archiving field, I hope you take that one and use it. Google is uh, as a powerful tool to use in terms of Evidence, and in this case, this story is great evidence for the value of having tape archives. So, yeah, that's been quite a stir around the old technology industry. Hey, uh, Recall, this is big news Recall bought Shredit's US document storage business called Secure It. The primary markets where Secured had a presence were Chicago, Dallas, and Birmingham. Uh, Secured's business will continue to exist in Canada as a, a full document record storage business as it has for the last number of years. You know, that's the biggest news we've heard out of Recall in a while. Uh, recall just tends to live in the background there, quietly doing their thing. And every so often, you see a big thing like this emerge. So congratulations to Recall and it on the deal that they've just pulled off. Any idea where I can get a great big Mission Accomplished banner? Well, no, I don't know, House. Uh, mission Accomplished banner would be... we, we be great for Rush right? It looks like uh, Houston's Kias Record Service uh, also needs a mission accomplished banner. They acquired Chart Access this week. Uh, as I dug into that one a little further, it looks like they were originally part of the company way back. So not quite sure what that all means. Uh, Chart Access seemingly came out as a division of Records uh, Kias Record Service, and now they've been officially acquired in an announcement that was. Uh, Given this week. Hey, after declaring bankruptcy in December of 2009, Blue Heron Paper Company has announced that it will be closing its Oregon City paper mill. Uh, So that looks like in bankruptcy for over a year and finally closing the doors. Iron Mountain reported its earnings for both the fourth quarter and full year of 2010 this week. They were, as they say, in line with expectations, solid revenue growth of 4% for the year. Revenue for 2010 was $3.1 billion, supported by 2% internal growth and the benefits from acquisitions and favorable foreign currency rate charges or changes, which added another 2% to the total growth. So 4% growth in total, solid storage revenue growth and strong performance in in international expansion markets, Uh, they suggested more than offset continued core service weakness and lower e-discovery revenues. So gross profit increased 8% to 1.9 billion from 1.7 billion in 2009. So looks like things are going well. Adjusted EPS increased 17% in 2010 to $1.15 per share compared to 2009. Um, so that's uh, good on them. Iron Mountain also announced this week that it has added vendor-neutral functionality to its enterprise level. Archive system, the Digital Record Center for Medical Images. That's a a new service for storing, sharing, and protecting diagnostic images and other patient data. Iron Mountain says the cloud-based archive gives healthcare groups a central repository for consolidating and liberating medical imaging and patient data from department-level storage silos. Iron Mountain is partnering with. Net Research Systems to deliver this cloud-based vendor-neutral, this cloud-based vendor-neutral archive service. I'm uh, having trouble reading today. Nade uh, conference is coming quickly uh, this month, and I was just reading a little bit about what Bob Johnson was talking about. How this year is going to be a really interesting year for them. NAID looks to be launching a new training video at the conference, which is going to be used to support marketing across the industry in terms of helping uh, NAID members with their ongoing marketing. And NAID's also announcing and launching a new marketing program specifically focused on doctors. And NAID is actually building an entire marketing machine to support NAID members in uh getting to doctors and supporting them with shredding and destruction services. So good on need. Uh, looks like it's going to be a great conference this year with, uh, record, uh, numbers of people attending award news. Uh, E-covery has received its R I O S certification and, uh, EESCO Processing and Recycling received its eSteward certification as well as an ISO 14001 certification. So certifications continue to uh, improve. Phoenix-based OSAM had a good week as well as they were named a finalist for the AIM Best Practice Awards. They also were recently awarded Premier Government Partner Status from Highland Software. So they'll be, uh, yeah, they seem to be doing well themselves. We've talked about them a couple of times. And finally, Mike, Microsoft honored Knowledge Lake Sean Cosby with the Community Contributor Award for offering awesome tech support on Microsoft's community forums. So Sean, uh, good work on that from Knowledge Lake. I, I also want to let you know, I just heard today that uh, Mike Sullivan from Automated Records purchased a new shred truck and is actively in the shred business. So if you've got news you want to share with us, we would love to hear from you about that news. I think it's uh, exciting when uh, companies in this industry grow, change, develop, evolve, all the cool stuff that's going on. So if you've got news to share with me, we would love to hear it. So I'm going to play a little bit of music. And while I'm doing that, I am going to get Angie on the phone so we can chat with her. So hang on tight. We're going to get Angie and we'll be back shortly. (laughs) I am excited today to uh, welcome Angie Singer-Keating, who is the co-founder of Reclamere and Tyrone, PA, which is just outside of State College. If you've been to an aid conference, you have no doubt heard her or met her. She is a, uh, she's uh, one of the, uh, the, the stars in the industry. Uh, Angie is certified like crazy, certified information systems auditor. She's a privacy professional. She is an information security manager. She has been honored by everybody and everything from uh, top organizations in PA to NAID person of the year in 2007, 2006. Uh, I think they just got frustrated giving it to her every year, so they tried to give it to other people. Top women-owned business tech council. I could go on and on. Honestly, this this woman's got it going on and pretty cool, and I'm glad to have her. So, Angie, are you there?
2: I'm here. Wow, I want to meet this woman.
0: I know. Pretty impressive. Uh, no I... wonder
2: I'm so tired all the time.
0: <laughs> well, I am honored to have you on the show today on the RIMPRO Report uh, and yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool. I have, um, seen and watched you guys from both sort of a distance and, uh, and in some ways, uh, even a little closer. And I think what you guys are doing is really kind of interesting, but is it just me or is there really good water in the state college area? There's
2: really good water.
0: There's something going on in that area. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Vinny Sacoron on from Immersion and they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, and, uh, Mike Sullivan, who's been a guest on the show, he's in your backyard there. So, um, I
2: know both of those organizations personally, um, they're great, um, industry professionals that have, you know, tangential relationships to ours and, um, just really great, great people. And, uh, Pennsylvania is really fortunate to have those two businesses, in this state.
0: Well, and it seems like uh, Reclamere is a nice addition to that. So tell me a little bit more. uh, What does Reclamere do? Give me a brief overview, if that's possible.
2: Well, Reclamere is a 10-year-old IT asset management company that was founded in 2001 with the uh, original mission of destroying uh, information on computer hardware in a secure way. And we have, over the 10 years, uh, added to that basic Um, service offering to include data recovery. We have an on-site class 100 clean room with uh, certified experts, uh, experts who have been accepted at the criminal and civil civil courts for data recovery as well as computer forensics. Um, We just have a brand new shiny forensics lab that we just expanded in our uh, organization. And we also do IT security risk management, consulting, ethical hacking, Uh, penetration testing, vulnerability scans, that kind of thing. So we feel now that we've pretty much spread out into all of the areas that make sense for us, and we just continue to do what we do um, better and better and try to innovate for what our clients want.
0: Wow. Wow. (laughs) so uh you're you're, you've got a lot of stuff going on so let's let's go back to the original days you and joe harford who is a uh one of your partners back in 2000 you're working together and i don't know you sit down for coffee and so what was the genesis of reclamere what what was that conversation take me back to that conversation and what was going through your mind back then
2: well joe always wanted to be a business owner and i thought that he was completely crazy I had worked in small businesses, I knew the, um, you know, the runoff to the post office that the business owner would make to try to, you know, get whatever checks he could, you know, and from payables and go try to make payroll and, um, I'm sorry, from receivables and and so I just, I knew the stress. Um, But I had an idea about computer recycling um, and just happened to mention it to him. We were on a very long drive across the state of West Virginia to visit a client. Um, and the client was a pretty impressive client, and both Joe and I at that time were in our early 30s, and so was this client. And I said, well, if he can do it, we can do it, and here's an idea we should do. And I kind of said it in a joking way, and um, he said, hey, I think that might have legs. I started researching the heck out of it. And our original business model was completely flawed. We were going to uh, you know, be incredibly successful at taking computers apart and reselling all of the parts. Right. And after we had signed away our homes, we realized that our flawed business model was about to drive us into bankruptcy and we better figure something else out really fast.
0: Well, isn't that interesting? Because I think at the, at the heart of most uh, initial startups, we have fla- very flawed business models. Absolutely. That we, we, we put our homes and businesses and lives and families and everything on the line for them and realize, you know, a little bit later we're, we're, we're messed up on them. So uh, obviously you started changing direction, but but there's input from another partner. So Bob Dornage, yes. what, what was his role in that? So Joe and you start talking and then Bob gets involved. Tell me a little bit about that. Well,
2: Joe was smart enough to know that two 30-year-olds with no business experience would probably not get stand a chance of, of ever getting a bank loan, and that we needed somebody with gray hair who'd actually run businesses successfully and knew what he was doing to help us write a business plan. And uh, Bob and Joe, Bob is our president, Bob Dornick, and um, he had run successful businesses in the past. He signed on and said, yeah, I'll help you write the business plan, but I don't think this thing has legs. Um, turned out nine months later, he was the first one of us to quit his real job and Work on the funding of the business full really? time, and um, he also gets all the credit in the world because Reclamere was founded during a recession—the uh, recession right after kind of the Y two K recession of two thousand one—and yeah. then we su- and we survived that. He made the money last, and we now have survived, grown, and thrived through the great recession um, that we're, you know, arguably maybe still in or getting ready to come out of. So we could we could not have done what we did with this business without cash flow and that is all to his financial acumen and his business ops experience.
0: So tell me a little bit about the growth and evolution of this. You started out sort of thinking, let's recycle computers and and do that in a way. So tell me about the evolution to the explanation you just gave of data security experts, uh, e-discovery litigation, computer forensics, IT audits, IT systems inventory, all this stuff. Tell me about the evolution from, you know, back in in early 2000 to today, what were some of the sort of big... uh, things that you went through that moved you forward in such a significant way?
2: Yeah, we call those things Reckle Karma. Um, And there are several important events um, that that fall in that kind of Reckle Karma sector. And every one of them really has been about a client request. Hmm. Um, A client asked us um, when we were, you know, figuring out how we were going to make this computer recycling business work, uh, when the Y2K... Post Y two K market had dried up, yeah, um, and they asked us if we could destroy data on laptop computers that they wanted to give away to employees. But they were in healthcare, and they realized that there was this kind of new thing going on, or something going on called HIPAA, and they had to make sure the data was gone. They never used to worry about it, but could we help them? Right, and I said absolutely, we can, we can do that for you, um, and I. I can't remember. I think one of my partners said, um, we're going to destroy data and then give them back. How is <laughs> this part of our model? So that was the birth of the data destruction. And um, I met a person, Sheree uh, Bartel, she was a company called All Safe. She subsequently sold out to CentOS, wonderful yeah. mentor. And she said, hey, what you're doing with electronic information is very similar to what we do with paper and how we destroy it. And, you know, in our professional... Um, group called NADE, we understand that it's not about uh, particle size and, you know, incineration versus disintegration and strip and cross-cut. It's about the process. That's just one piece of a process. And your your industry is the same way. And I think you ought to just come to our conference and see. And I went to the conference and and people kind of said, well, what are you doing here? Right. Um, And uh, I've I've subsequently taken a, a, a great great role in that organization. I I absolutely love NAID. And then how do you go from data destruction to data recovery? Well, our data recovery uh, step was part of our quality control. How did we make sure that when we told clients that their data was absolutely positively 100% gone, that it truly was? So we began a quality control process of data recovery. And we We got really good at it, Um, and so that was about eight years ago, and then about uh, six years ago, the data recovery led to our first forensic project, Um, being married to uh, a career prosecutor. uh, I knew that when the client called with this specific data recovery request, that there was going to be litigation involved, and then it had to be handled in a different way, and I said, you know... I'm not certified as an expert. I've not been accepted to give expert testimony. And the attorney said, ah, that's okay. This is going to settle. I just need you to do this. So that was our first project, and then we built the staff to be able to, you know, grow in that. And um, finally, from forensics grew litigation support um, and also grew IT risk management. You know, when you go into organizations and you help them through crises, you help them through data breaches, you... You know, you help them in these forensic capacities. Right. When you get to be on the front lines of that, it's really easy to then look at, well, why did this happen? How could this have been prevented? Right. And so that's what our security practice, um, in terms of IT risk management and security auditing, it's all built around that proactive approach to data breach prevention, workplace misconduct prevention, those, those types of things. And so your use of the word evolution is very appropriate because it's not obvious how you get from computer recycling to the data security expert.
0: But that, that is essentially the positioning or the, the positioning you take into the marketplace is you can go into any situation and understand how to be a data security expert in all of those capacities. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. We want, Um, We want clients to understand that we are not just experts in destruction. We're not just experts in data recovery, but we're experts in the entire life cycle of data from the time that it's born and why it needs to be classified and secured to what you do when it's sick, meaning, you know, when it crashes, um, and and what you do when it's time for it to die to make sure it's really, truly dead. Um, And so that spectrum of the life cycle is, Really, our forte.
0: But interestingly enough, uh, you you're you're different than other people who would say they're data security experts. Many of whom would listen to this program, who are actually storing backup tapes and doing data rotation and and media rotation. Uh, you're you're on the different side of the equation. You're you're working more from a, a consultative role then with with um, those kind of companies or. You're very separate from them.
2: No, we are We are very much in a consultative role to our clients. Okay. And every day I have voicemails, emails of people that want us to do a formal partnership with them or want us to sell their widget. And I have been very firm in the fact with my partners, with our clients, with our staff, that while selling these gadgets or... Creating these, you know, uh, exclusive relationships could make a lot of money in the short run. Yeah, our job is to be the equivalent to the client of their attorney and their accountant. Okay, Your accountant doesn't try to sell you widgets. Your attorney doesn't try to sell you widgets. They are completely vendor agnostic. And while they may have relationships where they say, "Hey, you should take a," you know, talk to this person. Um, that's what Reclamier does. As it relates to other services. So, for instance, if I'm in an organization and I see that the way they're handling their paper is just crazy, crazy bad. Right. While I may not be, I don't do paper, um, but the um, you know the folks at Mike Sullivan's company are a great company for me to say, hey, take right. a look at some NAID certified companies, and specifically, these guys are in your backyard or right. these guys are close by.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh so you're you're really functioning in that professional services role and yet at the back end of that you also do a lot of activities. You you have a certain set of services yourself that really support the consultative professional offering that you give your clients. But it, it's That's- it's outside of storage. It's outside of, uh, it's outside of sort of the holding on to their tapes. You're dealing with it more at life cycle end, creating process procedures, those kind of things for them.
2: Yeah, and I also have to say, you know, it depends because different clients see us in, they have a different image of us. Um, oftentimes, when we're dealing with our destruction services, we may be dealing at a facilities manager level. Right. We may be dealing at a director of ops level. Uh, we may be dealing with an an IT uh, manager type person. When we're dealing with the consultative services, the uh, data breach response, the um, IT audits and risk assessments, generally speaking, we're either dealing with C level executives, inside counsel, or right. outside corporate counsel. Right. And so, generally speaking, clients that use us in terms of destruction—you um, know—one of our initiatives this year is to have deeper penetration.
3: We don't want
2: people to just view us if they already use our destruction services as just the person or the, the, the company that takes away my computer trash. Right. We want to be viewed as the data security experts, and that we can help you across the spectrum. Right. And the same with the, um, you know, the the. Security services, the consultative side, to say, and by the way, you know, let us take a look at your data destruction and your recycling practices, um, whether that's assess your vendor or whether that's to look at it in terms of looking at Reclamere as a potential um, there. So it, it kind of runs the spectrum, and it really has a lot to do with how the client right.
3: receives
0: us. So. Um, maybe uh, I, I'm going to come at it a slightly different way because of your unique expertise and because of potentially the people who listen to this program who tend to be on the, you know, the, they destroy, they store, they manage. Um, do you, do they, do they, can they use your services to help their clients?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that one of the things that anyone can can take away is that, in our industry, when I talk about our industry being destruction or being uh, records management in general, yeah, um, the, the best thing you can be to your client is an expert resource. right? And so um, I think that um, that's one of the things that the NAID compliance toolkit is striving to help their members accomplish. Right. That toolkit and helping your clients deal with the records management, not just the destruction, um, helps you get a seat at the table as that expert that can help them with a bigger problem. It's not just the destruction. It's the process around how it gets to the destruction. Right. Um, Right. And so I think that the the NAID Compliance Toolkit kind of models in a very specific way what we do as an entire organization.
0: Got it. And
2: had clients never asked for these services, I... I don't know that we would necessarily be in them. Hmm. They're really, everything we do is completely driven by requests that our clients make or needs they express to us, and then us sitting down as owners and saying, does this fit our concept of what we do? Right. And can we do it really well, like the very best? And if we can't, then that's where we're going to say to the client, Well, no, but here, let us help you find somebody that might be able to do that for you.
0: So, reckless karma and good strategy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, I don't know where the credit for reckless karma goes, but good strategy. I'll... I absolutely credit to Bob Dornick. Because oh, that's he is. Uh, you know, we we write a strategic plan every year and have for the past four or five years, um, and it's painful sitting there going through it every year. <laughs> yes. Um, I particularly hate the the SWAT part, which is the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, because right. I hate to sit down and. Talk about weaknesses of our baby, yeah. Um, but um, but we do it, and um, it is the Bible that if the three of us are hit by a bus, this company knows how it is to run and what its overall mission is, and then what all of the different uh, divisional goals are to get us to that overall strategy.
0: Very cool. Uh, if if you were advising someone who was trying to do something similar to you in a non-competitive marketplace, what would you tell them?
2: I would tell them, and it's funny, I actually just had the occasion to uh, sit down with someone and, and give them that very advice, and their business model was basically getting into document destruction, and then they were going to be doing storage, and they were going to be doing consulting in the overall management of all information electronic, paper, what have you. And I said, well, I think you have a really good business model except for the first two ideas. <laughs> because in my opinion, you're, late, you're too late to the party right. to document destruction. Um, you're, you're almost too late to the party in terms of storage. Yes. Um, and I, I can't say that definitively because that's not my area of expertise. But I can tell you that when I talk to clients, they are desperate for help. In how you manage the entire um, process of storing, uh, archiving, placing litigation holds, taking those holds off, um, how you you compete—you know—how you deal with competing agendas and litigation holds, where you know one of your in-house counsel wants to hold something and it has a strategic value, and on another case, your client has an in-house counsel saying, "No, we we got to get rid of that stuff," or um, not not get rid of it yeah. but you know that shouldn't be something that we're you know fighting to get from the other side and so someone who can understand all of it and this particular person was this was a, this particular person had been a chief information officer for fortune 100 companies wow. um, i said that's that's where you need to be in huh. my opinion you're going to burn resources you're going to burn cash you're going to burn time in destruction and storage get in that complete enterprise document management. And I think you've got something that really has legs.
0: So if, if uh, the Angie that has all this experience and now can talk to, to other people who are looking to get in and make, you know, very important and valuable comments to them could go back and talk to the Angie who talked to Joe Harford and, you know, started birthing an idea for business. What would you go back and tell her now?
2: I would go back and tell her that the next seven years of your life are going to be consumed by this. Hmm. And that if you are not prepared to put everything in your life Yeah, it's hard to say this, but even family, you're willing to put that second. That is your best chance of success. I talked to someone just recently, another person who was thinking about going into business, and the reason they wanted to start their business is because they wanted their wife to have more time with their children. (laughs) And I said, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's not why you – if you start a business for that reason – you are very quickly going to go out of business because neither one of you, and especially if you're both involved in the business, are going to have any more time for these kids. Yeah. You have the most time you're ever going to have with them now. Um, so, I, and, and I'm, and I, you know, I'm kind of coming at this as like, you know, I, I'm an expert. I want to really emphasize that I'm not. Um, both of those people came to me and asked me for my advice, but I was also very emphatic about. You, you have to figure out what you believe in, and then, despite what I tell you, if right. you still believe in it. You got to go for it, yeah. Because people told us that our business model was <laughs> was foolish. I right. mean, one of my partners didn't think it had right, life. So, you know, I, I while I feel like I have a worthwhile perspective, I am by no means the end all be all in in advice because businesses succeed and fail every day. Some some fail with the very best idea and others succeed and you just wonder
0: How they where got the heck
2: there. did that come from. Exactly. <laughs> People pay money for that. In
0: spite of themselves or what they do. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So uh, I I know and I've I've heard this, but I'm still trusting that you're you're a you know you're a genius and an expert. if you had a crystal ball and you look forward in terms of where uh, you know, data, security, all this kind of stuff that you, you have your hands in. Where is it going? What's, what's Well, I
2: believe the destruction side, unfortunately, will continue to commoditize. Um, and I believe that it will commoditize way faster than what document destruction ever did. Hmm. Um, and I just think that that's the nature of electronics. Yeah. Uh, anything happens in 10 years with something else, it's going to happen in two with electronics. Right. But, um, that's, that's probably the bad thing that I see. And one of the forces that's allowing that to happen that is one of my pet peeves right now um, is this dirty secret in our industry of chain of custody. Companies mm. that are positioning themselves as if they are a national player with national facilities when really what they have are a bunch of rented warehouses, one ginormous plant somewhere, and they're trucking this material with highly sensitive confidential information all over the country by three PL to get it to this plant. Right. But your the client who does not do their due diligence past a checklist doesn't realize they think their stuff is going this stuff is going straight from their dock and it's being processed a few towns over. Right. And it's not. Hmm. And so the, if if that continues then the commoditization will happen even faster. The only thing I see that's going to stop that is going to be a major data breach. Right. You know, it's going to be one of these shipping containers that's flying all over the country that ends up in podunk with (laughs) the hard drive contents on eBay and the client saying, wait a minute, I I thought you were 75 miles over there. How'd my stuff get to podunk? Right. Uh, And that kind of a data breach will be the only thing I think that will stop that fall. Now on the positive side, um, I think that um, organizations that can talk to their clients um, about the value that they bring to the table that have the relationships with clients yeah. I think that if you're an organization that basically is sitting around you know working the phones, you're inviting commoditization right but if you are a, a business owner. You are a person who is out taking your clients to dinner, taking your clients to hockey games, knows your client's kids' names. It's never been more important than it is now to be doing business with people because you have relationships. Right. And I think that's one of the keys to, to kind of fight the, the commoditization. I actually see things like the cloud. Um, I, I actually see that making secure destruction even more important over time. Because now it's not only company ABC needs to get rid of company ABC's data. It's Google Cloud needs to make sure that these servers are decommissioned and the data of 75 companies is properly destroyed. Right, right. So I, I see opportunity in the cloud, my crystal ball is not clear enough right now to tell me exactly how that will play out um, but I think it's going to continue to create opportunity
0: very cool well I could talk to you all day this has been really interesting and and I've I you know, we're already at almost 30 minutes. So I,
2: Oh my god! <laughs> I, I know
0: it's amazing. Hey, uh, one of the things I love to do when I talk to people like you is, is get out of the, uh, the business side of it and ask some personal questions. So let me throw a couple of personal questions at you as we sort of conclude this, this, uh, conversation. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, no, that, it, that, that, <laughs> you, you only have to answer how you feel appropriate, okay. appropriate to. So, uh, what is Angie's perfect vehicle?
2: Perfect vehicle. Yeah. Right now is my Nissan Murano that I have almost seventy thousand miles on. And, you know, just like a really good looking spouse, it really it still turns my head. Every really? time it pulls up in front of a hotel, every time I see one going down the road, and so until something else turns my head, that's what I'm sticking with. I, I love, ass- my, assu- love my Murano.
0: I'm assuming based on that you've got a head turner of a of a partner then as well
2: <laughs> he's, he's pretty he's pretty
0: good all right uh if you had a profession other than the one you've chosen to be involved in what other one would you have loved to attempt
2: i would love to have been a stockbroker really yes i read the wall street journal when i was in ninth grade
0: wow wow if you could have lunch with one person you've never met but greatly admire who would that be
2: Um, Well, I'm embarrassed because I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, um, but he is a security expert named Bruce Schneier, or Bruce Schneier, I apologize. Um, But he is um, just a security guru, and his common sense is uh, matched by his incredible security knowledge, and I just really, really admire him
0: greatly. Wow. Finally... You know how many of us have bucket lists of things we want to accomplish in our lifetime. Uh, What is your current priority?
2: My current priority pretty much stays the same. I want to leave this world with my legacy being every person that I touched. That if I had not been in their life, their life would be very different. That by me, by knowing me, even tangentially, somehow I made their life better.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you for making our lives better by uh, (laughs) tangentially or in, 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 direct connection uh being a part of this today i i am very appreciative of not only the work you're doing the business that you've built i'm 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 excited to say you've you you guys are doing some really great stuff but you have had a significant impact on the community that is listening to this program and so on behalf of them i want to thank you for your role in that and what you're doing in the industry to move it forward and be better so thank you thank you for being a part of the show today and uh, continued success with uh,
2: Thank you. And thank you for all of the the wonderful compliments. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Mm, Bye-bye.
0: Well, there you have it. Another wonderful week on the RimPro Report. Man, Angie is such a blast to talk to I I just love talking to her and I hope you enjoyed that conversation and learned from that she's uh, really built a really interesting she and her partners have built a great company and Angie is is no doubt a leader in the industry so thanks to her and uh, thanks to you for being a part of the show today and you know what Uh, house thanks for being here just to make sure I was doing okay uh, I I feel like we got through the show okay, and and I'm appreciative of your presence here. Thanks.
1: I was running short on platitudes. You can leave now.
0: All right. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to leave you now. If you've got anything you want to send our way, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you and share it on the Rim Pro Report. Again, thanks for being with us today. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week over and out.